0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This Father's Day, Jeremy McVean is calling on families, and dads in particular, to embrace what it means to be part of the new dad generation. This generation of men are facing unprecedented social and economic changes in family life. It's one where dads are proud to claim their place beside their partners as equals in the domestic sphere. But it doesn't come without its challenges. The Fatherhood is a book that celebrates the lows and highs of becoming a dad today. Jeremy is a co-editor of the book. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? How
1: are you going? Good,
0: thank you. You have a a quote to start this book from Professor Richard Fletcher, he says it's the most exciting time in history to be a dad. You obviously agree with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Why? Um, We think that's true because dads today have an opportunity that dads before didn't. And as you said, there's so much change happening in gender roles and the way that work and both at home and in in the workplace is divided. It's presenting great opportunities uh, for mums and dads. And so for that reason... Dads can define themselves much broader than in days gone by where it might have been provider and, fin- and by that being financial provider or disciplinarian. Now dads can be f- defined far more broadly than that and what a great opportunity to step up to that opportunity.
0: So this book is a mixture of celebrating the good but also recognising the challenges of being a dad. Why is it important for dads today to do both?
1: Um because um it's important because we know that it's better for dads it's better for mums and it's better for partners and it's better for children as well so everyone wins when when dads define themselves more broadly um in the in the way that they provide or the way that they look after their families um and therefore, it provides opportunity. If dads are taking on more on the home front, and doing things like taking paid parental leave, which we're just dads aren't doing enough of at the moment, then that provides opportunities in the workforce for, for, for better gender equality. And we know that children's outcomes are better if both parents are involved and the more parents are involved. So um, we really believe it's, a, it's a, not only an opportunity for dads in the best time in the history of the world to be a dad, <laughs> um, but to share that parenting role. And it, and it provides um, great outcomes and great opportunities for everyone.
0: Mums are pretty good at sharing. Oh, yeah, just generally, generally. pretty good. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We part. could just end that statement there. Um, but we're generally pretty good at sharing the highs and lows of motherhood. It's something that comes quite naturally to us, I would say. Um, I can meet a school mum on the street and we can both go, I am having a shit morning. Mm -hmm. And instantly I get the feedback and the support that comes from that. I walk away feeling much better. I don't get the feeling that men tend to speak to each other on the same level about family life would that be the correct assumption
1: yeah so it's it's a broad gender assumption but stands up pretty regularly and it's one of the things that actually inspired this movement of the fatherhood the three luke andrew and i were working together on different projects and would share stories about parenting we'd kind of connect on the level of what's going on at home and how the kids and how things are you're not sleeping so well and how's that impacting things with Uh, your partner and we started sharing this stuff and realizing there weren't many forums for that Um, and like you say whether it's at school or in the younger years it's um, mother's groups Um, mums tend to meet people and my partner Emily certainly did and and then in in schools they tend just women tend to be a bit better at it a bit more open. Um, I
0: think it's also got something to do with our antiquated sense of masculinity that that it's not something that you talk to your mates about
1: yeah and so there's skill there's a bit of a skill gap in terms of conversation and you're right this um this changing masculine definition of masculinity and in, in the you don't have to have the answers all the time guys you can be open you can be vulnerable you can say you don't kind of know what's going on and things are a bit tough and that's okay and one thing we're really excited about is in that broader change that's happening in terms of the redefined masculinity we believe fatherhood's the front line of that because it's a it's a really difficult time and it's a time when you become open and And you got the chance to be at the swings at a park and talking about your wife's mastitis within 30 seconds (laughs) (laughs) with some stranger uh, that wouldn't happen at any other time of your life. Um, So it's a good opportunity for guys, again, to go, look, I don't have the answers and I can do that sort of stuff without feeling weird.
0: And do you think that's happening? I mean, you had that relationship with your colleagues and friends Mm. that you started this book with, and that is Luke Benedictus and Andrew McClellan. McCutcheon? McCutcheon, yes. So together you produce this book and you all do the website, The Fatherhood, as well. You had that ability to talk to them about it, but do you think it's still hard for blokes to reach out to another bloke? I mean, part of your book talks also about how dads can feel quite isolated when they become a father. Yeah. Do you think it's generally hard for men to be able to turn to someone and go, I want to talk about my kids, I want to talk about (laughs) – Dirty nappies. I want to talk yep. about the challenges with my relationship. It is, is it harder for men?
1: It is. Um, social isolation is a big issue generally. And it's particularly an issue with parents and fatherhood. Um, And we know that outcomes for children and dads are worse um, when dads aren't sharing like you're talking about. So connected with people that they can have these conversations with. So there are some great organisations that are looking to address this, like Dads Group Incorporated, a group um, that are looking to create, basically replicate the mothers group um, set up for dads. Um, so, there's groups like that and that are doing face to face meetups. What we're trying to do with the father hood.com is share these stories online and via social media and in the book to do a couple of things. One is to normalise. So, look, it's really normal to have these challenges and have these questions and and, um, and uncertainties. And so, sort of, and share that this happens to all of us and um, and also share some ideas. So, sort of, bring to a broad Um, in a broad way um, to scale up the idea of the conversations that might be happening in a mother's group.
0: Who is Dante Palmer and why is he important?
1: Dante Palmer? uh, He's, yeah, he's in the book A Fantastic Story where he started the Squat for Change movement which is... (laughs) <laughs> it's quite a hashtag.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so he, what he was reflecting on was he is an involved father, and he um, there were no change tables within male toilets, and he's taking his dad taking his kids out to to do whatever they would be doing and, and wanted an opportunity to to change his kids with a change table and just sort of and took a photo of himself changing his kids squatting down without the facilities and shared it online and it became shared it on Instagram and it became a movement with dads taking photos of themselves in the same scenario so his story's in the book where yeah he he's one of the thousands of people out there that are saying look we need to be if dads are going to be stepping, stepping up in this way, well, let's provide the um, the facilities to allow them to do it.
0: Because it is a challenge, isn't it? When a dad wants to take their children, if it's a little girl, to a toilet, they have to find a, a disabled toilet or a parents' change room. They can't. I mean, I don't know. I just don't see them walking into a urinal with their daughter. It's
1: tricky. I've got three daughters at home, and when they're really little, it doesn't matter so much. When they get a little bit older, it's tricky, yeah. Yeah, And men's toilets stink. Unfortunately, (laughs) they do Maybe they need to
0: change that bit as well. Um, (laughs) You mentioned earlier that men aren't really taking up parental leave as much, and you touched on how that has flow-on effects not just in the family but for equality generally. Can you explain that a bit more? Because I'm not sure everyone um, connects that idea of dads taking parental leave as helping equality.
1: Yeah, so there's fantastic changes happening at the moment in regards to the availability of parental leave for everyone. So first thing I'm going to do is make sure people are aware of that. Um, the second thing is dads stepping up for that and realising they won't be disadvantaged in the workplace for doing it. And redefining their role, and I've, I've, I've been guilty of this, seeing myself as a financial provider more than being an avail- available um, regularly and, and being present. Um, so it's dad's stepping up and taking the opportunity that's now available to us. Why that's important, to come to your question, is if dad becomes kind of defined as mum's assistant in the parenting role, mum then is defined as primary carer. And that makes it much harder for mums to get back into the workforce. It makes it much harder for mums to go out on their own and, and see their friends if they see themselves like, I can't leave the children for too long with dad because he's sort of secondary, he's here to assist me. But if we can get to a position where the the partners are sharing that role, it frees up particularly mums to get back into the workforce and do other things more independently. And as I mentioned earlier, it's it's better for the kids because they get this one-on-one interaction with both parents rather than the dad being uh, there to kind of support mum as the primary carer.
0: There is a side of dads needing to put their hand up for parental leave. Um, But what about businesses? Because it would be fair to say, I think, that they may offer it Mm -hmm. because that's what's expected of them. It doesn't mean the business culture will actually support men doing it. How much work needs to be done on the side of businesses themselves to make it okay for dads to take the parental leave that's offered to them
1: yeah so there's a couple of really important things that need to happen side by side on that and you're exactly right so part of it is that role modeling so senior people within organizations taking this leave and showing that it won't have negative impacts so I think a lot of dads out there myself included in the past you'd think oh yeah it's available but if I took that it might just suggest I'm not as committed to the workplace as I might. Oh, so I won't do that because it might mean I won't get that promotion in a year's time. So that role modelling of senior people taking up the opportunity and then demonstrating that it has no impact on someone's career is a really important part of it. So that's the, the within the workplace changing that culture. And I think another really important component is... Dads being really honest with themselves about how much of that pressure is coming from the workplace or how much of that pressure is coming from themselves and role modelling from eras gone by. And I say that from personal experience when you think, oh, I've got to be at the desk until six o'clock or if I go home early to pick up the kids because someone's sick, people might look poorly upon me. I think we all need to ask ourselves how much of that is self-imposed versus people actually caring if you leave early. Um, And so that's, I think, both And if they
0: care. Does it really matter? Yeah, that's
1: right. You know,
0: like when there are still some blokes out there that kind of, oh, you got to go home and help your missus sort of thing. Yeah. Who cares what they think? It's your family, right?
1: And that's right. And that's where priorities come into it. When when you become a parent, talking to your partner about, well, where do priorities sit now? And and there's a lot of change happening with people saying, and Dad's included, that, um, that being a father is the biggest priority in my life. And if that's the case, well, then that kind of wins when you get the phone call at 3 o'clock to say come and uh, pick up so-and-so from childcare because I've got a runny nose, well, that wins over the meeting that you had scheduled for four. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We've all been there. Now, it is – I should mention that the book itself um, is brilliantly put together. And I've said this to you before that I think only a man could have done it because (laughs) –
1: I take that as a compliment Yeah,
0: take it as a compliment because notoriously dads aren't known for wanting to read books about parenthood but you've got a mix in this book of um, celebrities, academics whom are highly respected in the area of not just parenthood but fatherhood like Steve Bidolf and um, Richard Fletcher you've got those mixed in with advice from people like yourself and just ordinary dads you also don't have a lot of text in there (laughs) And there are drawings. Um, when you designed this book, were you thinking specifically of how men engage with information about parenting?
1: I'd like to claim it was by <laughs> strategic consideration, as you kind of put it. It came away partly through the pace in which the book was put together, which was a collection of perspectives um, that we, we pulled together. And we we're, we're the three of us aren't claiming to be subject matter experts in terms of fatherhood. We're three dads with nine kids amongst us, and working it out as we go along. That's how the fatherhood came about, and so that's the book is an extension of that, where we've brought in those variety of perspectives to kind of tell the story from those different people. Um, so yeah, it wasn't something that we prethought, but I've got to say. Like it comes together really well, and we're really happy with the end product because it is something you can flick through, read a perspective, and then put it down, and then come back to it. So it makes it as something that's really consumable, and you don't have to read. You certainly don't read front cover to back cover um, in this book. And the other thing we've done in the book is it's a real celebration. So, like we've talked about, there's lots of challenges, heaps of challenges with parenting that come up, and it's a really difficult time. It's a great time in your life, but it's a really difficult time. Um, with this book, we're focusing on the really positive aspects of modern fatherhood. So, that's why we've called it an, um, Inspiration for the New Dad Generation. It's a real pat on the back. Um, and so, that's why, I'm out for Father's Day, it's um, it's a great way to say thanks, Dad, for, you, for what you're doing.
0: Um, now, listen, before you leave, I, I have to admit, I was very hooked in by the celebrity dads. Um, They talk about their experiences and and the things that they prioritise and what's changed since their own fathers brought them up. Who is your favourite celebrity dad and why?
1: It's like you're asking me to choose my favourite child, (laughs) Shev.
0: Which we all know we have. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't have a favourite child. No, no, no.
1: all right, so I think the one that's, that really connects with me of this um, the interviews in there is the, the interview with the creator of um, Bluey, the cartoon series which so many of us know and love. Um, Bluey's just taken the world by storm. <laughs> yes. So Joe Brom is in is in the book. There's an interview with him um, that Luke, um, one of the co-founders um, and co-authors um, did. And why that interview really struck, really struck a chord with me is... He, obviously Bandit, who's Bluey's dad, is a fantastic dad. He's a really good dad and the kind of thing we're talking about in the book. And Luke asked Joe, was his casting of Bandit, as opposed to Peppa Pig's dad and Homer Simpson and these buffoon dads that are often in the media, why was Bandit? like he was was this some sort of a statement a political statement to kind of right the wrongs of <laughs> of characterizations of fatherhood in media you know we kind of we asked him that and and his answer was fantastically optimistic and innocent and he just said no i was just reflecting the dads around me the 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 fathers that i saw whether it was my mates or whatever it was band it's a, a collection of experiences of seeing that um and that's a really beautiful observation, I think, that this is happening in the world around us and in this fantastic character that so many people connect with. And this is probably why we connect with Bandit, because it, it's, it's what we're seeing. Um, so that, that really, that's my, I think that is my favourite one that stuck with me the most because it's reflecting the, the change that we're seeing out there.
0: Well, it's a fabulous book, Jeremy. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. Thank you, Chef. That's Jeremy McVean. He's the co-editor of The Fatherhood, Inspiration for the New Dad Generation. For links to the book and to the Fatherhood website, check out the notes in this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.